0: Hello again and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with RJ. If this is your first time listening, please don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell if there is one, depending on the platform you're using, so you know exactly when we release brand new episodes. Today we're going to be talking about the untold and hidden history of slavery in the United States of America. When I was in public school systems, I always was taught that slave owners were white and slaves were black. In fact, the narrative that so many, if not the majority of Americans are taught is that slaves are always connected to Africans. Or that slave owners is always connected to white individuals. In fact, that's not 100% accurate. You see, slavery has been going on since the beginning of time, essentially. Whoever was stronger, whoever was more dominant would have slaves who were people who were weaker and more feeble. In fact, the Egyptians did it to the Jewish or excuse me, the Hebrews. The British did it to the Irish and the Scots. They were slaves in, in history. This is factual. We see the Nazi Germany turning Jews into slaves. Slavery has been around throughout time. And in fact, it's still around today in large parts of Africa and China, especially. But you don't hear that because that's not part of the narrative that everybody wants you to think. In fact, when you look in the census and you actually do your own research instead of believing everything that you're taught in school, by, that, that's been established by corrupt politicians who want you to believe a specific narrative, you will see that reviewing the censuses back in those slavery times, that there were almost as many black slave owners as there were white slave owners. Why is this so important? because one of the largest motivators, if you will, of racial tension between blacks and whites, if not the largest tension between blacks and whites in in the United States, is linked all the way back to slave days. A large portion of, of the black community is still blaming white people today for slavery way long ago. But if you actually undo the lies and you actually establish the truth, you will be able to see that slavery was bad, period, regardless of who the slave owners were. In fact, the first slaves on American soil were Native American. But the reason why they stopped with that is because they posed a very large problem. The Native Americans knew the land. They knew how to navigate. They knew how to get away and escape from the slave owners. So they were able to escape and go into other tribes and be welcomed in by other friendly tribes. They were able to know where they were and how to get away from that this was a big problem because you couldn't keep your slaves under lockdown. You couldn't keep them accountable and you you were at a very big disadvantage advantage because they knew how to navigate better than you could as a slave owner. So, in in process of time, we saw the or we, we learn about um, maybe not in public school, but when you do your research, you start to see that the Portuguese were the first people that the uh, European settlers had. They were the first people that were saw or excuse me, that they were witness to have black-faced slaves. So, you know, they did trade and stuff like that. And the Portuguese were talking, yeah, yeah, these are slaves. We get them from a continent called Africa. And, you know, they they're really strong. They work really hard. And, you know, they they do what we tell them to do or else we punish them. You know, the Portuguese were actually pretty. They were actually a lot more respectful to their slaves than other people who ended up having slaves. The Spanish also got part in that slave trade It's actually a pretty big deal. The British were some of the last to actually take part in the slave trade. So the slave, when we see movies where we see white-faced settlers going to Africa and just kidnapping Africans, that's not at all how it went. That's not the facts. The facts were the dominant tribes of Africa will go kidnap weaker tribes in Africa, and then, and then enslave them and then sell them into slave or into slavery. In fact, they would trade with the Spanish. They would trade with the Portuguese. And then when the British came over there, they would trade with the British and then they would trade with the American slave owners. So Africa was kidnapping, uh, excuse me, African dominant tribes were kidnapping the weaker tribes of Africa and shipping them out all over the world to be slaves. That's why you see dark black faced Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, uh, Cubans all over the world. You see black faced individuals who are descendants of how big the slave trade was and also uh, those who escaped slavery so bringing these black faced slaves when you brought them to this country they didn't know the land, they didn't know how to navigate the land because they were unfamiliar with it so many of them have never even seen oceans, they had no idea that there was land on the outside there was a lot of that going on because there's not a whole lot of African travelers, African uh, uh, adventurers who will go out and discover stuff, that wasn't a big thing back then So taking them over to this land where they're completely ignorant of how to navigate it was a very big advantage because they were less likely to escape successfully because they didn't know which direction was north, south, east, west, or they didn't know how to get away because they didn't know what light around the corner because so many of them only ever saw the fields and the plantations they worked on. So why is this so important? Because so much racial tension is going on today linking back to that but if you actually just look and set out the facts and see that there were almost as many black slave owners as there were white slave owners white people are no longer the reason for slavery like oh no they were the reason for slavery in here no not true that's what we associate them with that's not true though the spanish were also working here there's spanish settlers on the american continent south america and all up and down uh, america So if you really want to talk about slaves and be honest, be honest, take the emotional attachment out of it and stop blaming the skin color and look at the act itself. The act itself was so profitable. Think about it. If you're a business owner and you have tons of people working for you and creating mass product, what expenses do you have? You got to pay your your employees. You got to pay for the insurance. You got to pay for this. You got to pay for that, pay for this. And your employees are the most expensive thing you have to pay for. That's a lot of labor. That's hours, and you know, and hourly wages, and all this risk and reward. Like, you're paying a lot. Now, if you have slaves, you're not paying them anything. You're just feeding them, and you can feed them with whatever you feel like. Feed them to keep them alive and strong to do the job you're paying them to do, or that you're you're commanding them to do. So, producing mass amounts of products. And not having to pay employees gets you a large net of profit. In fact, there was a man by the name of Henry Ellison. He was a white slave owner and he had lots of slaves. And, you know, one day he ended up getting a a, uh, a one of his slaves pregnant. I believe he had 53 slaves, if I'm not mistaken. He ended up getting one of his slave women pregnant. And he had a son, whose name was April Ellison. Well, in process of time, that son was made an apprentice he was learned the cotton gin process he was running cotton he was moving things like that he would go run errands for his dad he was of course favored because that was his father and his father was very respectful to him and treated him very much like a son so later on as time moved um he was also receiving money from his dad to do different things and that man decided to go ahead and pay for his freedom and he purchased the freedom of his family you know, with the money that his father was giving him. And he inherited so much. So he started hiring other free black men, you know, to do the things that his dad taught him to do. So he can, you know, uh, work on his own and, and, um, and make money. But the thing is, is that having all these freed blacks that were working with him, they were not able to compete with the white slave owners out there because the white slave owners were making so much product and not having to pay any money to their slaves so they were getting a hundred percent profit sometimes thousands of percent profit in return because they didn't have a payroll you know they had their white slave uh, overseers but they didn't have to pay their slaves which were doing the, the labor so uh william ellison he decided to go ahead and say you know what i'm not going to work with free blacks anymore as my main labor party i'm actually going to start buying some slaves so he bought some slaves his siblings bought slaves and they started doing business themselves and in fact William Ellison became one of the most prominent and most well, uh, well-off slave owners in American history. One of the things that he did was, he was responsible for slave breeding, which was an act that was detested because you know they didn't believe in selling babies in the slave market. That was just that was off, to, uh, uh, out of bounds for them. But you know William Ellison was known for that. He would breed slaves. Uh, uh, sometimes he would breed the, the slave of another person with one of his male slaves that was strong had a large muscular structure so that it would create a baby that they didn't have to buy who would be strong and also take after the father this was something that was very detested but william ellison was one person who was well known for that and there are lots of other slave owners who in fact did the same thing there are lots of black slave owners because this was a large profitable market you might think oh that's messed up this yes it is wrong slavery is wrong just like prostitution is wrong but you have female prostitutes with male pimps and you have female prostitutes with female pimps or mistresses. It's the same thing. They're just looking at an easy way to make money, the most money they possibly can doing something. So this was how life was back then. Another reason for slavery is that the government had established a a set of guidelines and laws and standards that determined whether a person or whether or not a person was able to actually become a free black man or black woman. So the reason for that is they wanted to make sure that if this person did happen to purchase their freedom or had the freedom purchased, they would not be a burden on the country. The country would have to give them money and support them and they would be poor just wandering around at and begging. They didn't want that. So you had to have established, oh, I have a trade, I'm educated, I'm smart, I'm, I have money, I can uh, provide for myself so when like for example there would be certain men or certain women let's just say for example there were a number of men who had purchased their uh, their freedom because they had trades they had education they were smart um, and they were able to provide for themselves so when they try to purchase the freedom of their wife their wife was illiterate and they didn't really have any trade other than picking cotton so the government would say no we're not going to free her because she's uh she's illiterate she's going to be a burden to the country so no so then what would happen as a result is that free man would now buy his wife from a slave owner and she would be documented to the the man as his property when between he and her they're married couple so he would treat her like a freed woman but that is his wife and also on record it's his slave same thing with kids that we you know they'll be treated as uh free people but they would be identified as slaves so there are multiple reasons why there were black slave owners so if we just look back and see that slavery was done by not just whites but it was done by native americans who did the very same thing there's a movie called *Apocalypto*, which shows this movie that mel gibson directed Um, It shows this this sense of slavery uh, amongst the Native American tribes. You know, you hear a lot of Native Americans come over and say, well, you know, the the white-faced settlers came over and stole their land and murdered their people and massacred their people and robbed them. You know what? They're absolutely right. This is exactly what happened. Having said that, we should also identify that there are Native American tribes that were doing the very same thing. That was how they got their land. That was how they, uh, uh, for the most part, They would go up to weaker tribes and pillage them and steal their stuff and steal their food and then leave taking all their stuff they would take the land from weaker tribes when they needed to grow when they were getting very large they had their territory their area that they controlled and when they grew and expanded those native american tribes will say okay we're getting too big we need to expand so we're going to go over here and we're going to take their land so that we can live and succeed if you know they believe that there is no way they can live together so they would overtake weaker tribes and then they would enslave those weaker tribes and actually have them work for them and serve them. Or they would murder them and take all their food. They were at war with each other all the time for territory and stuff like that. That was how life was back then. So it's not to say that when the uh, the American settlers came that it was right, it was wrong either way, but that's how life was. And to say that, the, and to blame the American settlers as the villains in the story, I think there should be more information because remember, the Native Americans were doing it amongst the Native Americans as well. The difference is, is that the American settlers were better at it. They had weapons that the Native Americans didn't. They had tactics that the Native Americans didn't. So they were able to fight better and do the exact same thing that the Native Americans were doing to each other. The American settlers just were more skilled at it. So it's unfortunate, it's very sad, But that was the facts or those are the facts. The native Americans did it and the American settlers did it as well. Just the native Americans won that battle. So if we take race off the table and just say slavery was slavery, it was wrong, but it was done by both blacks and it was done by both whites. It was done by the Spanish. It excuse me. It was done by blacks, whites, the Spanish, the Portuguese, the native Americans, it was done by the Egyptians. So just about every society and every culture, every group of people in our history, or excuse me, at least in our ancestors, have been slaves at one point. There is no race that has a monopoly on slavery. And as a black man, a black American man, I'm trying to do my part to break the illusion that white people are slave owners. No. No. We have to break that brainwashing delusion and say that people that own slaves were slave owners. Take the race off. When a black man is walking down the street or a black woman is walking down the street, the way a person should see that person is that is a man or that is a woman who happens to be black. They should not notif- uh, notice the color of the skin first. Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who is an- like the most well-known American civil rights activist, he had a dream that one day in his words, little black boys and little black girls and little white boys and little white girls shall not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character." Those were his words. So why is it, that whenever a crime is committed, the person that describes the individual who's a perpetrator or the suspect, the first thing out of their mouth is the color of that person's skin. Very often, so many people in the black community, and again, I'm a black man saying these words because I don't believe in being manipulated. I believe in calling a ball a ball and a strike a strike. It's so important to notice and not have a double standard. You, We can't sit here in a, in a, and immediately accuse people who happen to be white as saying oh you're racist because you know you said this word against me or this and this and this and then go around and do the same thing oh i kicked that white boys butt blah blah blah, blah and say all these different things and then people are like oh that you know that's just him being mad no racism is racism des- despite what color of skin you have racism is wrong racism is stupid whether you're black whether you're white whether you're latino whether you're asian it doesn't matter racism is stupid and it's wrong there is no justification for racism, regardless of what pigmentation you have in your skin or what country from which you come. That is what I'm saying. That is the point of this episode: is for us to do our part to stop being brainwashed, stop immediately saying that something is racist just because the color of one person's skin is different from the cover the color of someone else's skin. If If a black person happens to be fired from a job, is it racist? Before we jump to that, that should be like the last conclusion that we have. If they get fired from the job, was it because they were racist and it was really because of that, it was a racially motivated incident where they just didn't like them because of the color of their skin? Or was it because that person was a poor employee? Always coming in late, never doing what they're supposed to be doing. If if those are the facts, then we shouldn't be so quick to pull the race card. If that person is a good employee and doing what they're supposed to be doing and they get fired anyway, and they only they happen to be the only black person that works there, yeah, it's racist. So what I'm saying is before we sit there and pull the race card, it's important to really do the research from an unbiased perspective and look at the facts. Why would this be racist? We're getting brainwashed and programmed right now to believe that every time a black person gets shot by the police, it's racially motivated. I've seen so many videos, and I would agree that a number of those videos were racially motivated because the person, the, the guy, the, the black man that was shot, had no gun in his hand, had no weapon in his hand. In fact, he was running. One video I saw, I saw a black man w- running away from a police officer, and he had no weapons or anything. He wasn't acting aggressive toward the police officer. He started running away. And the police officer, who happened to be white, stopped running he pointed his weapon at that man and he fired at him and i believe he shot twice if memory serves me correct and then i saw another video where a person was shot and then they put they planted a gun right next to him they just didn't realize that they were being recorded when they did it there's a number of times where cops are just bad cops and race has nothing to do with it they just don't like dealing with suspects that they can't control it's not racially motivated but the skin color differences are there they just that's not what motivated them then there are situations where you know the color of a person's skin is what in fact targets that individual from that cop. So yes, there are racist accounts where cops are being racist toward, uh, toward black people, or excuse me, let me rephrase that. There are incidents where white cops are being racist toward black individuals. There are also incidents where white cops are being racist toward Latinos or other people who have colored skin. There are also incidents where black cops are doing the same thing to white people. No one's immune or like no race has a monopoly on racism. So we need to stop the illusion that all white people are inherently racist because that's BS. You want some evidence on that? Look at the Emancipation Proclamation, the act that freed the slaves. How many black black signatures are on that document? Not a single one. Those were all white people who believed that people should be treated as equals. In fact, Benjamin Franklin, he never supported slavery. He was 100% against slavery when he, or excuse me, excuse me, uh, Thomas Jefferson, he wrote the Declaration of Independence. He was 100% against slavery. When he wrote the first outline of the Declaration of Independence, he was detesting slavery. But, you know, the Whigs and uh, the Federation, Federationalists and the people who were in charge, You're like nope we're not passing that we're not signing that because we don't want you talking about how bad slavery is i got like 15 slaves and you know i like my slaves so i'm not going to detest slavery so the second draft he did once again detested slavery but in different wording and they said nope still not doing it a third version of of, uh, the third draft of the declaration of independence also detested slavery and they said nope not doing it he kept trying to word it Thomas Jefferson kept trying to reword the Declaration of Independence to detest slavery without being so obvious so that people would sign it and he can, you know, have his moral, uh, his morals and his standards align with what he believes. The closest he could get to doing it is writing the words, quote, all men are created equal, end quote. They said that was a, a good enough compromise and they will sign it and it was passed and it was signed into an actual standard of our country's birth. So, just because a person is white does not mean that they're racist. Jackie Robinson would never have made it in the major leagues if it weren't for, and I apologize, I don't remember his name, if it weren't for the white individual, the white, but the man who happened to be white, who risked his neck to get him there. Now, keep in mind, if a black person back in this time with the racial tension, uh, Jim Crow laws and et cetera, if a black person at that time were to go to any other black community, they would be accepted. Like, okay, you can hide here for right now. I see that the cop, the, the racist cops are out there trying to get you. You could be right here for right now. Don't worry about it, you okay. We're gonna keep you protected. But if a white person were to fight for equal rights for a black back in that era, they had it hard because they would be persecuted by other whites. They couldn't go to church and be amongst those people, because those people would persecute them. They couldn't go back to their own communities because those other people called them some really horrific names. There are people out there that would throw rocks and, and stones and bricks and through their window and burn crosses from the Klan and all these other persecutions. So if those same white people who were fighting for the equal rights of blacks were to try to go to a black community, very often, because of so much pain that these black individuals had experienced, they would be like, no, you're still one of them. So in a way they had it hard in a very uncomfortable situation because they didn't really have a lot of refuge. They didn't really have places they can go. So at their own expense, they would suffer and they would still fight for what they believed in, even though they, they, they were suffering in, in some ways from both ends. Am I saying that anyone owes anyone else? No. But I'm saying it's important to understand facts so this critical race theory that we're being brainwashed to believe that all white people are inherently racist is a bunch of bs it's 100 uh, and false and it we need to take it off the table there are racist white people there are racist black people but ultimately we are people and racism is something that is taught it's not something you just come to be it's something that's taught and the only way to break racism is to reteach a person you don't fight racism with racism. You fight racism with education because racism is a result of ignorance and ignorance can only be cured through education, assuming that person's willing to inherit that or receive that education. In my experience, I've I've been involved with lots of Latinos and um, when like when they saw me as a black man, they would immediately uh, stereotype and categorize me as one of the quote unquote stereotypical black males of of the time. And when I spoke to them in Spanish, and I told them that I was very interested in culture, so I like to learn about different cultures, and I started speaking with them and interacting with them, they would start to see that I wasn't a stereotype. And that opened their mind to say, whoa, they're not all alike, they're they're different. There are different types of people. That's all I want them to see. Just because I have a certain uh, hue of brown on my skin, because you know, black not all black people are like pitch jet black you just have different hues of brown there are some people like from africa and who have very strong roots in africa that have dark black skin it is there are those but i am not one of them me personally i don't even like to be called african-american because i'm not from africa my ancestors are but i am a happy american I didn't fight for Africa, African-America. I fought for, when I went to a war in Iraq, I fought for America. When I go to other countries, they call me an American. They don't call me black. They don't call me white. They don't call me Latino. They call me an American. If you want to defend yourself or you want to go see the embassy, you go to the American embassy. You don't go to an embassy based off the hue or color of your skin. You go to the American embassy of your country's origin. So that's what I'm saying. It is so important for us to stop falling in line with this brainwashing and start seeing people before color. Stop thinking that people are racist because of the color of their skin. And if a person is racist, that's their problem. Don't return it with racism. Return it with education. Let them see who you are. And if they refuse to see who you are, that's their loss, not yours. Don't lose any sleep over it. Don't let it mess with your day. Slavery is not monopolized by Africans. Slavery owners are not monopolized by white people. Slave owners were different colors and slaves were different colors. We don't hear the Jews sitting there and blaming, we don't hear the people that are Jewish blaming Germany for still today. No, they're rising up, they're thriving and they're lifting each other up in their communities and they're, they're thriving well with, uh, with their businesses and they're just move, moving forward. Yeah, there's still scars from the Holocaust. There's still scars from the things that they've learned because they don't forget the lessons learned from that experience on what can happen when racism runs free. In today's society, we are starting to move backwards by having so many different uh, sanctions or groups. Uh, or, um, like, so, like they're starting to say people of color again. And they're categorizing people of color. They're sitting there and they're taking the fact that we're all humans or those who live in america we're all americans doesn't matter what color your skin is you're an american if you were born here or you have citizenship here if this country is so racist why are people risking their lives every day just for an opportunity to live here because we have some freedoms that other countries don't have this is the only country in the world where you can go to the leader of the country flip them off and go home and sleep You can't do that in other countries. You will get arrested, possibly murdered and tortured. We have a lot of rights and it's important that we don't forget that because there are other people in other countries who would give all they have just to live where we do. That is humbling that people would actually want that. So all those Americans listening, because I know I have listeners in other countries, all those Americans who are listening, stop taking for granted the rights that we have appreciate them stop taking for granted the blessings that we have appreciate and acknowledge them and stop seeing the color of skin before you see the content of the character of the individual thank you so much for spending time with real talk with rj signing off